Back in the fast lane, no more news about the tragedy out in Kansas City. Uh, nine injured, one dead after the shooting at the Super Bowl parade for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, and the victory celebration afterwards. We opined on it earlier, and, and again, by the way, we're, we always encourage uh, dialogue on those thoughts. Uh, if you need to listen to them again, they'll be up shortly, Fast Lane Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts. And you're welcome to share those with us at Fast Lane Ed Lane. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you ever want to loop in Trey, he's at Trey Lyle VT as well. But my thoughts and Trey's don't always have to be the same on any of those things. Uh, and that's the beauty of life is we can always have our own dialogues and disagreements. Uh, and we just encourage that to be as respectful as possible. So that is, once again, our disclaimer to start back here in the fast lane. Um, speaking of being respectful, we respect the work. We love the work of Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com. Uh, and we'll get to some of his thoughts momentarily. But Ben... Before we do that, the work of one of your colleagues, Emily Brown, who is stepping away from the News Advance, um, a very well-written article at NewsAdvance.com on her why and the passion for telling those stories. Um, Just share, if you would, your memories and your recollections of working with Emily Brown and what she brought to the work you did covering local sports here in the greater Lynchburg area. Yeah, Ed, thank you for bringing that up. you know, um, Emily worked with us for um, about nine years and um, in sports for the big part of that. And so, um, you know, she was, I, I kind of considered her like um, my right hand, you know what I mean? Like, um, and she certainly just brought her own passion and her own energy and, and just kind of made the beat her own. Um, and she really cared about uh, and really does care about um, high school sports in the area. And um, that's kind of, you know, always been a passion of mine as well. And so it's always good to work with somebody who, you know, ha- shares the same passions as you do, right? Um, and so, you know, I, I hope that, um, that you know, she uh, – I know that she brought a lot um, to the area for, for that kind of stuff, and, and I hope that um, we continue to as well. Indeed. She did a great job. It was wonderful to get her perspective, and it was really good – to, uh, to see what she had to say afterwards, and her candor and honesty were fantastic. Um, pivoting away from the departure of Emily Brown from NewsAdvance.com, and of course she's got a great article up on that and her why, and saying goodbye to high school basketball itself. So last night, EC Glass beats Rustburg. Now all of a sudden, Seminole District champions uh, from the regular season. Um, do you kind of get the impression that a good way to describe this recent surge from EC Glass is more lurking than dominance in the sense that last year they were dominant. Everyone knew they were the favorite. This year, they finished 3-1 and one against Heritage and Rustburg, their two primary contenders. But uh, a lot of that work was done over the latter part of the season. And they weren't, nobody counts them out, uh, certainly. But it wasn't necessarily as loud and emphatic as last year, but clearly as impressive as you could expect. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right about that. Um, It's been really interesting to see the Seminole District kind of develop over this year. You know, I think I said um, in a couple of weeks previously that um, we're starting to see more parity as we went along in the regular season in the Seminole District, and that just continued to, to bear out the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, er, very early on, Rustburg was really running away with things in the standings, and it looked like Rustburg was just going to be the heavy favorite to win the Seminole with um, both, you know, Heritage and EC Glass being a little bit younger, Glass a little bit younger than Heritage is. But it's been really kind of amazing to see what 
um, Coach DJ Best has done at Glass this year. You know, early on in the year, I was talking to him, and one of the things he said was he was talking about last year and mentioned Amandre Harris, the star of last year's team, and it was moved on. And um, he said, DJ said one of the rubs about EC Glass is that we just always have talent. And he says, now you look at us and we don't have that standout person. So I guess now we'll see if we can actually coach. <laughs> and that ended up being true. I mean, the, the, the work that they've done with a lot of young guys, the coaching has been phenomenal. And, that, and, and the way that Glass improved allowed it to pull even with Rustburg at the end of the regular season. It's been really fun to see. So I'm going to push on a point that Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com just made a moment ago in regards to DJ Best, uh, and obviously I think a lot of his comments of you know you know now it's on the coaches is shifting the burden to himself. But is it they don't have talent, or is it they don't have a standout go-to scorer that stands out above a roster that almost always has talent? Yeah, certain they certainly have talent, and I didn't mean for it to come off that way. It's just it's very young and it's very raw um, for the high school level. Um, you you really want a lot of really strong juniors and seniors with a lot of playing time, and this team had had none of that. I mean, it graduated all of its starters. Um, only had one guy, I think, back from from the bench play, um, and so. Um, these guys had to learn to 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 win at the varsity level, and um, and they had a lot of growing up to do. I think throughout the course of the season, and took a lot of tough losses. And now you're starting to see um, them really get comfortable. I think with themselves is is kind of the main point there. EC Glass joining Rustburg atop the Seminole District at ten and two on the season after the victory. It wasn't by a lot, 67-62 at EC Glass last night. Before we pivot away from Glass to the other teams in the district, and we'll, we'll get into postseason outlook uh, in the next week or so with Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com, but you had a great article as well about you know the, the mindset, and I love, by the way, your, your Motown channeling uh, for your Sunday column on further after further review about that Glass victory against Heritage, but how much does the way that game unfolded embody where EC Glass and the Hilltoppers have been so far this year, which is that attitude of, look, you know, it's not what it was with the Andre Harris, but we're still going to keep grinding away even when the, the deficit is there, which is kind of an unfamiliar spot relative to prior years. Yeah, I think, you know, that's especially EC Glass has just had to really grind out wins this year. You've seen it at Heritage, too, um, a little bit more, but uh, or a little bit less. But Heritage, has, I think, has been a little bit more, to this point, decisive in its victories um, than Glass has. Um, and that just is more experience, I think, there. Um, but, yeah, that, that was a fabulous game. And it was, it was one in which I thought both teams really, really kind of persevered and um, went through a lot of kind of challenging times and and you know back and forth play and um, it was messy at times and you know it was just it was just a kind of classic high school basketball game and I think it really embodies where both of these teams are right now that's like we're going to scrap um, and we're going to we're going to play fast we're going to be as efficient as possible and um, and you know we're going to get out and and in transition and and do our thing and glass and heritage share a lot of similarities in that way and 
that can be really um, damaging to teams outside of our area as the postseason comes around. Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com. And yes, stay locked in there and Ben Cates 8 on Twitter for more as postseason basketball action uh, gets into the forefront over the latter part of February and into March. Uh, The other parts of the Seminole District, though, uh, we mentioned glass. Heritage in that mix as well. Um, Any scar tissue from the fact that they had a couple of chances against EC Glass and couldn't come through? Or is there enough there with Heritage to realize that that doesn't really impact what they can do in the postseason because they're a Class 3 school and Glass Class 4? Yeah, you know, I think it's the kind of thing that you you have to learn from at this point if you're Heritage because there, there, there are teams that are kind of ranked above Heritage or have better records at this point in Class 3 um, than, than Heritage does. But at the same time, you, you aren't going to come across too many teams that can, um, that can kind of match you with, with your um, really fast physical play. You know, um, That's one thing that makes this rivalry so good is that both teams are so similar and both teams challenge each other in a way that um, a lot of other teams can't. And um, so I think you have to be, you have to learn from it and be better from it. Um, you certainly have to clean up your, your mistakes from that game if you're Heritage. But um, this is a team that has also grown throughout the year um, and that, you know, by now, basically, even though a lot of them are juniors, basically have senior leadership at this point just because um, they've got so many games under their belt. Pioneers certainly did that with a 24-point win at Brookville last night. So they gained a little bit of momentum back after the loss to EC Glass earlier in the week. Um, we've seen it as well out of Rustburg, despite the loss last night. They got a victory against Liberty before that game, and it was a close loss at EC Glass. Uh, and then Jefferson Forest, it seems like they found their mojo again. Um, even though you know 7-5 and five in the Seminole may not be great considering where they started, do you look now as, as you look at where we are in the Seminole and find really four teams that have a legitimate chance with Rustburg and JF joining Glass and Heritage to make some noise as postseason play gets underway? Yeah, absolutely. You know, with um, it, it's Rustburg has um, a lot of talent and like uh, you know three or four main guys there that can really that can really score and really you know score in bunches. Um, and the trick is now, I think you know, um, get fully healthy and um, you know kind of rest up for a few days because the postseason is is, is starting up soon. And so, um, but this is a team that is. You know, despite the loss to Glass, is still going to make noise in the postseason. And you know, like I said before, when you go up against Glass, you're going to face very few teams that can that can um, challenge you like that. So, um, Rustburg has has a lot of a lot to play for. So does Jefferson Forest. And um, you know, that I think the trick for JF is just put some of those losses out of your mind, and it's a new season now. It is. Postseason play, entirely different animal, and we'll look ahead to that as it gets underway soon. Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com talking some hoops with us here in the fast lane. Ben, one more on basketball before we shift out of that sport. Alta Vista, have they righted the ship, given the convincing victory last night, 80-50, to 50, uh, and now 10-2 and two in Dogwood District play? Yeah, you know, um, you're, you're, you're not going to find... I don't think a Casey Johnson led team that doesn't learn immediately from its mistakes. I think, you know, I think that's the thing about, um, about Altavista's coach is that he, he, Casey has the ability to really 
go in and and fix mistakes really quickly, and then the next time you see um, the kids play, they're a totally different group, and you know usually they're they're back to um, back to form. It's kind of like kind of like bad analogy, but it's kind of like playing Duke after a loss. You know, it's like you don't want to be the one to play Duke right after they lose because uh, they're just they're just gonna come out and smack you. But um, that's kind of what Alta Vista did, and you know. Um, this is going to be a really tough team to bounce in Class 1 because um, they bring so much guard firepower from their guards and um, some guys that have transitioned into different roles. Um, and I really like this team headed into the postseason. Alta Vista is always a fun team to watch um, this time of year. Most people consider the Colonels to be a top-five team in Class A, or 1A as the traditionalists would say, as far as basketball, which means there's a reasonable chance that they could make it uh, to the state quarters or semifinals this year so pivoting away from that though you mentioned Duke and you know we'll use a basketball comparison Ben I hope we don't get the dial tone after using this one but once upon a time Villanova barely beat North Carolina in the NCAA tournament then they came back with largely the same crew not the exact same but largely the same and they destroyed everybody in their wake including uh, Michigan to win the national championship this was back in the Jay Wright era I'm using that analogy because is that appropriate for what we're seeing with Stanton River Wrestling where this is a team that obviously had a great year last year and now they win another Region 3D Wrestling Championship but seemingly in much more dominating fashion. I still have nightmares about Carolina Villanova, so thank you very much um, for bringing that up. You're welcome. We're good for uh, something. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, um, these, these kids at Stanton River, man, it's just – um, they came out last year. I was so shocked when I got to, um, you know, I usually show kind of kind of come in right before the finals uh, begin because it's, it's such a long day um, and there's there's a big break, and so I usually get there right at the fi- right when the finals begin or right before, and um, you know you set up and you see what's going on and everything and um, you know what has happened earlier in the day and. Um, and then you get ready for um, what is usually um, kind of a, a grinded out thing as far as the team standings go. You know, it's kind of you never know what's going to really transpire out there. But before the final started last year, what was so different about it was Stan River already had it won. And um, that's because just so many good wrestlers, so uh, so dominant, so many wrestlers in the finals. And I think you're going to probably going to see something like that happen again. It's I don't know if it's going to be sewn up before the finals begin, but I think Stanton River has a good chance to go back to back. And you've got mm, two wrestlers there um, who are juniors who are looking for their third straight state title, which is pretty remarkable. I mean, it really is, Ben, and even more remarkable is the fact that, I mean, your strategy of just showing up for the finals and not being there all day, it makes total sense because, I mean, we, we've all seen this movie so often with what's come out of Monita as far as wrestling. Uh, pivoting from that and wrapping up with wrestling and in Bedford County, but you know, we've mentioned the downtrodden nature of certain athletic programs at Liberty High School, but they had a couple of wrestlers who ended up winning the region championship. Uh, how much is it worth? And I know, you know, 
Stevie Wood, who's a senior, and Matt McNeil, who's a junior, were the individual wrestling champs. Uh, you know, it's it's just two. They're not winning the state championship as a school per se, but having that type of accomplishment for for Liberty, how much is that? At least the fact that there are certain bright spots for an athletic department that has endured its hardships as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think at least one of those guys has a good chance to go get into the finals this year. Um, Seen, seen Stevie Wood uh, wrestle um, quite a few times over the past few years, um, and he's a very, ta- very talented dude. Um, and you know, you when you um, look for for the bright spots, you, when you have to look for the bright spots, um, they're only amplified even further, I think. And um, and you know, that's why I love telling um, stories about the communities around us because. Um, when something, you know, really big happens, say at Liberty, or there's a state champ there or something, it just means so much to the people there. And I think it should mean a lot to the communities around us as well, um, because it's worth celebrating. Um, and when I, you know, that's kind of thing, when I go down to Alta Vista, and I see, see how much love they have for, for sports there, I think, that should spread to the, to the Lynchburg area as well. Um, and so that's that's kind of my take on it. It's cool, and it's really neat to see that, uh, as Ben Cates has covered that with us here today in the Fast Lane. Ben, thank you for all of your insight. We'll certainly have states in wrestling and track and field, Rustburg boys, Heritage girls, what else is new there? Uh, both having good runs in that. Uh, we'll cut touch on that when we speak again, but in the meantime, thank you for your time today and insight in the fast lane always enjoy when we can catch up and continued success until we speak again in another week or so sounds good thank you so much i appreciate you ben cates with us here in the fast lane uh and touching on some other pretty cool stories when we return to the fast lane cool stories are you buying mine that may come but fast five at five ish news when we return here in the fast lane cbs sports radio lynchburg app